welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, welcome. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French, and we got my trusty producer, my friend, Mr. Paul Roberts. Yes, sir. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Ready and eager. Hey, you know, we got a, we got a really good show lined up uh, for today, but be, first and foremost, I want to let my viewers know to, when you get this, when you download this, 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 this episode, right? do us a favor and click on the follow link that's on that that's right there on the on that image on that icon just just follow us show us that you're supporting us we get the emails we get the feedback but it'd be really nice for you just go ahead and click that follow link um also uh we contribute to closing the wealth gap contributes to the children's hospital in la and the children's hospital in long beach and we do that because they're just great causes um, my daughter had a situation when she was 11 years old, uh, went through the uh, Children's Hospital in L.A. Uh, I'm not going to get into that story, but they were phenomenal. I mean, they just they bent over backwards to help us. Um, the surgery went great. No complications. So um, had a, had a, my niece. Uh, we call her. Her nickname is Nickel because she ended up swallowing uh, a nickel when she was about maybe what? Uh, uh, seven years old. Oh my goodness! And it didn't go all the way down. It, it stayed in her throat. Yikes! Uh, by her windpipe. Yikes! And so the Children's Hospital in Long Beach um, basically called in a surgeon. Saved the day. This, I mean, he came in like Superman and wow. just saved the day. So those causes, um, the Children's Hospital in L.A., Children's Hospital in Long Beach, are near and dear to my heart. We contribute to them uh, every single month. So if you want to contribute to Closing the Wealth Gap, there's a button on there that you can become a patron. Uh, it's like $4, $5, whatever. Whatever you want to contribute to keep this relevant information on the air. But I'm telling you, proceeds go to the Children's Hospital of Long Beach and L.A. Good deal. We're starting a show uh, this month with the City of Hope Hospital here, another great organization. All these groups that serve children and cancer and specialties. Wow. And UCI, UCI is a great hospital here as well. It's something that, again, it's um, out of sight, out of mind. Until you walk into those doors and you see those 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 angels, those yeah. faces, those kids, and a lot of times they don't really understand the gravity of their situation. They just mm-hmm. want to play. Yep. They just want to play. So whatever we can do, whatever I can do to contribute. Um, I mean, the first time I walked into the children's hospital and I saw those wings and those children, man, Paul, I broke down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I served in the United States uh, Army and the Navy. I, you know, I grew up in South Central LA. I thought I was a tough guy until I, I saw I I didn't know what tough was until I saw these little these little kids. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Every single day grinding it out, man. It just it it touched me. Isn't that the truth? All right. Well, touch me with some stuff here today. We got to get perked up. I told you. Uh, I lied at the beginning. I'm feeling a little funky, a little blue, because it's overcast. And when it's overcast for a couple of days in Southern California, we all get. <sighs> you know, it's, it's almost like um, 
we want the sun and we want the heat, but it gets too hot and it's like, oh, it's too hot. <laughs> you know, then all of a sudden, you know, we get the rain, we need the rain. But, oh, it's, it's overcast, you know, overcast. Um, but I woke up this morning, you know, to see the gloom and doom and, and appreciate the rain. So I just, you know, t- for me, the day doesn't affect my attitude. Doesn't it? Oh, boy, the day I, is neutral. Everybody, you know, when it rains in Southern California, people don't come into work. People are crabby. People uh, stay home. Yeah, they, they say, I'll wait till tomorrow when the sun comes. We're so spoiled. We're a couple of rainy days, a couple of overcast days, and we're, 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 uh, we're yeah, we're, I mean, we're down. California, man. We're, we're spoiled. We're down. So bring hey, us man, up but, today here. I'll tell yeah. you what, though, this is what I want to do, too, though. Yeah. I want to, um, uh, you know, Put it out there as far as the website. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of times I'm getting feedback that, uh, you know, what's the website? How do I contact yeah, you? What is the website? You? We don't put that out enough. So right. we want you to go to closingthewealthgap.net. Uh, check us out online. All of our past episodes are there. And let's say if you want individual coaching, you want a free financial plan, you want information that's relative to your situation where you're up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, go to tyronefrench.coach. Too many of us are up at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning worrying these days. Inflation has got us uh, scared. You've talked about that a number of times. Uh, Unstable politics, uh, the future of the dollar, you know, on and on and on. uh, Lots of scary things out there right now. And we're just like little kids. Don't want to hear about it. Don't want to hear about it. And, you know, yeah, a lot of people are talking about inflation right now, and we talked about this a long time ago. But one one of the things that I really need to put emphasis on is identity theft protection that's what i was leading because you're going to talk another one about i don't want to hear it i don't want to think about it until it happens and until then, it happens wow and here's the thing paul you have a lot of advisors out there they can tell you or give you a lot of ideas and a lot of concepts about how to make money but they never tell you how to keep it wow wow is that true they'll tell you yeah this is what you need to do and here's our perspectives and this is our company and this is our assets under management and how long we've been doing this and how many clients we have but they never tell you how to keep it on the back end and and wealth and and money it's not about making the money it's about keeping it because once you have it everybody's trying to take it from you you know, uh, real quick story. We all love celebrities, and I'm older, so I like older celebrities. And I saw just a little snippet story flew past on the, the internet the other day. No big deal. Kevin Bacon apparently is, mm. I don't know if he's bankrupt, but he's he, he lost m- most of his money, he said, to that crook Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff. He and so many others believed him, and he said he basically wiped out all that money made in the movies and everything else here. He did not hold on to the money. It's, it's not about how much you it's not about how much you earn it's about how much you keep yeah not only how much you're keeping but how you're earning that income is also because if you if it's you trading time for money and again look at look at i don't care if it's an uh, entertainer or an actor or an athlete athlete we've seen stories of athletes that you say oh my goodness great career why is the guy out of money here large salaries but that, I mean, uh, money doesn't make you rich. We, money money is a tool. We it's, had, it's a, I was just going to say, we had some, sorry, we, we, you got me thinking here. We had a guest on, I'd forgotten about it, maybe four or five years ago. And he worked uh, with athletes, uh, training athletes. And he, okay. his specialty was he'd been a big uh, college football star, 
didn't make it into the pros. So now he's training other kids, high school, that transition when you go from high school to college. And he right. said it was critical. He's, he told me some startling statistic. I wish I could remember it. How many NFL players go bankrupt after a couple of years? They didn't have the money. They lived in small town, rural area, in a city, where, wherever it was they came from. Had no money. Just loved playing football, loved playing baseball, whatever. Got there. Everybody's the party's on all the time. Everybody's right. got their hand out. Everybody wants a piece of the action. They're right. investing foolishly. They're not investing at all. And uh, suddenly the career comes to an end, and they got nothing. And that's why on this show, we a lot of times we're not really talking about products and services. No, what we're talking I, about true. is mindset. Yeah, because you can have a poverty mentality and not know it. It, it, it's natural to you. It's it's natural because because money is money is going to be money flows just like blood in your body. It circulates through yeah. your body through it through your organs. Right. And if it wasn't doing that, you would know it. <laughs> yeah, you would know. You it. You would know it. Well, you've talked numerous times. Uh, you've had numerous guests on through the years because of your background in the military. First of all, you were in the army and the navy. Someday you got to explain to me why you did both. Most people do one. You did both, but that's crazy. But anyway, so you really gave. Thank you for your double service here. Appreciate but, it. But having said that, you shocked me. How many service people should come out of the service flush with cash? They didn't have to pay for housing. They didn't have to pay for meals or health care, all the other things that drains our income. They've got all that supplied to them here. They get sign-up bonuses. They get other sorts of things. They should be coming out flush with cash. And, in fact, you tell me a large percentage can come out broke. Because it's not a priority. Right. It's just it's not a priority, and it's not something that's taught. And again, it's the same thing. I don't care what level you are. I don't care if you're an executive. I don't yeah. care if you're an athlete. I don't care if you're an entertainer. Uh, if you don't have that mentality, meaning that if you don't have, you're not transmitting and receiving on that frequency. Yes, right. You're not dialed in, right? You're not dialed in. And it's not a priority. And a lot of people have programmed themselves to think that things are not going to change. It's, this, it's good and it's going to stay this way. And reality sets in and says, oh, no, 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 you know, you, you, you lost this income stream. You can lose your income overnight, but your expenses will just keep on going. Yes. It'll just keep on I going. I think of my late father and his generation, the World War II generation, the, the so-called greatest generation. One thing they were great at was saving money and thinking ahead. Too much so sometimes. They, they would scrimp and save when... They didn't have to. They would always right. put off things until tomorrow. He would pay off every credit card as soon as it came in. So many of the things are plaudible. And it all became of that frightening experience they went through called the Great Depression. When exactly. everything, when there's no food, there's no heat, there's no nothing, there's no jobs. And exactly. that forever scarred them. And so they were always living for the future, always thinking of legacy, always thinking of what's going to happen tomorrow. Along comes my generation, the baby boomers. It's live for today, baby. If it feels good, do it. Uh, tomorrow will take care of itself. And then you have to tomorrow. You got to pay the piper. Yeah, and the piper. You got to pay the piper. And here's the thing: when piper's you're been young knocking at the door. You have yeah. the energy. Yeah, you're on. You're young. You have the energy, and you can make these mistakes, and you can probably possibly recover uh, as you get as you get older. Just like with your body, and just like with athletes. Yes. Your re your recovery time takes longer. That's a good analogy. It takes longer. So with your finances, again, 
you could probably make some mistakes in your 20s and 30s and possibly your 40s. But when you start talking about your 50s and 60s and definitely your 70s, um, it it takes a long time to recover. And I'll give you a, a quick example. And then right. we're going to get into our topic as far as okay. identity theft, because we don't have a whole lot of time today, Paul. Right. But imagine you have you start out uh, an investment with five hundred dollars. OK, I'm just throwing a number out there. And all of a sudden you lose 50 percent of your value. And after a year, you've been doing it for 12 months, you lose 50 percent of your value. Uh, starting the next year, you have two hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Now, imagine that the economy adjusted itself and all, all of a sudden you got a 50 percent gain mm. on your investments. OK, I'll tell you what, let's to make it even simple. Let's say a thousand. You, 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 yeah, you we'll save, you okay. save, you got to put a thousand dollars away. Right. You lost half of your investment. Now you got $500. Now that's pretty, that's typical. You got $500. Right. The next year it goes up by 50%. Cause you're lucky. Something happens. It, right. you, yeah. Everything lined up and it went up another 50. So one year you lost 50%. The next year you gain 50%. So at the end of that next year, how much do you think is in your account? <laughs> you, you know, the first answer is you think I lost 50%. I gained 50%. I should be back to zero. But the no, but no, you gain no. 50% on a lower amount you of money. You gain 50% on a lower value, on a lower volume, which is only 750 So, again, it ta- it will take time. The, the, and, again, uh, again, you can lose it overnight, but it will take time to regain it. So and how, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the illusion that, or not even illusion, but delusion, delusion, delusion yeah that a lot of people have thinking that, you know, it, it, you know, yeah, it was down, but now it's going to come back up, but your expenses continue. I, I, I like what Robert Kiyosaki says, how that you, you can determine an asset and liability mm-hmm. and an asset will put money in your pocket during good times and bad times. But a liability will take money out of your pocket during good times and bad times. So when you experience that bad time, the asset is still putting money in your pocket. When you experience that bad time, that liability is taking, it's eating you, it's eating your resources. And just because you lost some value in your house, lost your job, lost your savings in the stock market, lost, lost, lost. You can't go to the landlord. You can't go to the grocery store and say, hey, I lost. And they go, no problem. I got this. Well, you, how much you lose? 50%? Let's cut your expenses by 50%. <laughs> Let's cut your gas bill by 50%. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that, that's like what Walt Disney World? What is that? <laughs> yeah, Disneyland. Fantasyland. Like that. You know, I, you know, yeah, it, that's why the homeless problem is so bad right now. Yeah. You know, really and is. again, we were talking about this months ago when we didn't know, we knew they were going to call it something, but we didn't know the name that they were going to, you know, uh, the term that they, that they were going to use. But you have these homeless encampments now. Yeah. And and pretty soon, you know, they're going to, I mean, they're already looking at the locations as far as putting You scare me all the, the time. You're the only ones ever talking about this where, because we're all talking about where do we put the homeless and we're going to help the homeless. And you're saying, yeah, we're going to help ourselves to some free labor and some other things here. We're going to, we're going to turn these into labor camps. That's your that, fear. That's, and here's the thing, the, the dominant society, if you think about people that have, uh, they have a certain amount of means, 
and they like the status quo. Uh, they like their property values rising. Uh, they'll brag about the property taxes that they pay based on the because they they're, they're, they know that they're funding their schools, right. the utilities, keep the lights on, uh, street lights, the parks, whole nine yards. The idea of taking a lot of homeless people and take getting them off of the street, put them at, putting them in a place where you can't see them, mm-hmm. and then making them earn their keep, meaning that now they're in this they're in this location, you have these buses where they get on the bus. And they go out to these cities or these these municipalities and they begin to work mm-hmm. because they'll be on a credit system. They don't have, or a digital system, meaning that they don't have income, but they're racking up all these expenses. And a lot of people, again, they're not going to want the state to cover these expenses. So you don't have the money. So guess what? Now you're going to have these debits. Okay. You're going to have a debit balance. And in order to clear, in order to get out of that encampment, in order to get into housing, in order to get into a better situation, your debits are going to have to be cleared. Yeah, to get out of that system. Debtors' prison. Go back to the 1800s, 1700s, 1500s. Uh, it was easy. We'll, we'll give you a little more. We'll give you a little more, and pretty soon I can't ever pay it back. Great. Then we're going to throw you in jail, or we're going to put you in basically. Uh, 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 I forget you know, what they call it. Slavery. To, uh, they, they, yeah, they, corporations used to function like that as well. You form of slavery. You the company yeah. store. Company store. You know, oh, my soul yeah. to the company store. You had yeah. the company uh, uh, dispensary where you went. Yeah. You know, and again, when you got your paycheck, you owed the company X amount of dollars. So it went, your paycheck went to pay off your debit balance. And guess what? That you went right back to work. It's like these right uh, back to poor work. immigrants that come over mostly from Asia, but sometimes Eastern Europe, and they're promised, we will give you a job. And they take your passport when you arrive, and you are basically a slave. You don't speak the language, you don't understand the system, you don't have a passport to leave, and you're told that the, it was very expensive to bring you over and to house you and feed you. So when you pay that back, we'll give, we'll let you go. But until then, we own you. You're going to work 12 hours a day, seven days a week, 20 hours a day doing whatever we want you to do. You know, they're already doing it in the prison system. Here in California, uh, especially during the fire season, yeah, uh, right. they're short on manpower. So guess where they make up that 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 shortage? And, Prisoners. I, and on one level, I say, that's good. I mean, they're contributing something back. I understand the feel for that. But if that's all we're doing is imprisoning people for free labor, if that's all we are is putting people on welfare for free labor, if we are running up debts and, and throwing people in jail or saying, here's how you can work off your debt, we are turning the nation into a, I hate to say it, that's, that's, maybe it's not formal slavery, but it's a, certainly a form of enslavement. You, you, you have no choice the rest of your life. You, and that debt seems to always mount and get bigger and bigger and bigger. You can never seem to the wipe United the States slate clean. The has the largest prison population we do. in the world. In the world, yeah. And you in wouldn't think so because, you know, there's other countries that lock you up for saying the wrong thing, political prisoners. Uh, but here... Yeah, we just seem to have a and and there's an industry that thrives off of it, makes money off of it here. There's there's I don't know. I I don't understand so the all incentive, this stuff. The incentive for for the system to be corrupt is baked into is baked into the system. Yeah. And then it goes back to I mean, why did we even fight a civil war? A lot of people say it was over states' rights. But it was states' rights to do what? To maintain their to, slaves. Yeah, to, right, to enslave people. 
And uh, wow, I, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. So we were, we ate a bunch of your time here. Do you want to talk about identity threat? You got another one? Because you know what I'm doing? I'm trying to delay the subject because I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear that my how susceptible I am to have an identity theft, and all they're going to go into my bank account, and they're going to do bad things, and I just assume it's never going to happen to me. I have the minnow mentality. I'm just one little minnow swimming in a big sea. They're never going to catch me. <laughs> I know. You know, Paul, I, I like the way you contribute to the show because you're <laughs> like that the everyday guy. I am. I that's asking say. the questions. And again, I may have a topic that I want to talk about. And we come in and we're, you know, we're going through our dialogue and stuff. And you come up with these great points. And it's almost like we're, we're conversational because sometimes people think that we have a script. Oh, no. That this show is scripted. <laughs> no, and, and no. you know, I got to tell no, it's not. No. It's just two guys having a conversation. That's almost like providing a public service that's answering questions that a lot of people have on their mind, but they don't have the they're not tapped into the network or resource uh, to get this information. Because who do you have to talk about this with? I could talk about it with my wife. She doesn't want to hear it. I could talk about my kids. They sure don't want to hear it. I could talk about my friends. They talk about how good things are. They don't want to hear how bad things are. Uh, once yeah, while, your, your, your counselor, your analyst, your, even your pastor, you're not going to have these conversations. No. So again, there's no dialogue, right. and now you're not even you're not thinking about this stuff. So, mm -hmm. the reason I want to bring up identity theft and your privacy is your business today. The, in in the environment that we live in, uh, this digital age, uh, uh, now identity thieves can use AI and robots uh, to to, to steal your identity. And Ro if you think about it, your phone, your computer, your uh, your your notebook computer, your iPad, your lap, all of these things, all of these devices, you have your identity on, you have your information on. And a case in point, let's say somebody decides to take out a life insurance policy, a large life insurance policy. They want to cover their estate. Right. Then we're talking about a multi-million dollar policy. Well, the insurance company is going to do there's there's various checks that they're going to make. Uh, Department of Motor Vehicles. You know, your DMV right. background check. They want to check your driver's record. Um, but another thing that they check is called your MIB, Medical Information Bureau. Didn't They're going to check yeah. your medical status. They want to know, uh, you know, have you been hospitalized? If you're being treated, what are you being treated for? What type of medication are you taking? But I thought that was all private stuff now under the uh, HIPAA, uh, uh, Health Information Protection Act and all when this stuff. When you sign your application... That what you're doing is you're authorizing the insurance company to get this information. Mm. You're authorizing the insurance company to, to access this information. I'll give you another interesting one. But no, let me finish this though, Paul. All right. Because when let's say you decide to go in and like I said, you're getting this, you, you're just getting this insurance and you're going through these different agencies and it comes back and your application is rejected, denied. They're going to give you a reason as to why it was denied. Even uh, your credit report. You know, they're going to pull your credit yeah, report, uh, sure. your credit history. And a lot of times, again, they don't know why it was denied. And so if they say, well, uh, says here that you have uh, HIV. And it's like, well, no, I don't have HIV. Well, but that's what's in your system. That's it what's says. in your report. Right. And the issue is, well, how did that get there? And how do I clean it up? Who can answer that question? Because the insurance company is not going to do it. They're just going to tell you this is what's being reported. And now it's like you don't have the insurance. And they'll say, well, when you when you clean this up, 
you come back and you talk to us. What is your first step to cleaning up your medical records? The average consumer doesn't know. I don't know. <laughs> even, even let's say uh, somebody gets arrested and yeah. they use your information and they were supposed to show up to court and they never showed up. And now all of a sudden they use your name, your information, you get pulled over for a minor traffic stop and you end up going to jail because there's a warrant out for your arrest. And you say, that's not me. And you're trying to, you're right. You're trying to litigate it on the side of the road yeah. while you're in handcuffs. Right. And so in, now you, now you're locked up. Um, you get a, you know, you get to make a phone call, but who are you going to call? You're not going to call your attorney because you probably don't have one. So who, who are you going to call a, a relative to come and try to bail you I'm out? I'm calling my coach, calling Tyrone French. But the and, but again, Paul. <laughs> no, I'm laughing, people, but no, there's no place to go. And, yeah, there's no place to go. So the, the the wrong time to try to solve this problem is when you're in it. Yeah. You should have had this these bases covered before you found yourself in that situation. And that's how people are finding themselves today with identity theft. Because I'll tell you one. People, that think, you... people think identity theft, Paul, is just about uh, their banking information. Right. That's but no. Right. You imagine now you're trying to rent an apartment. Okay. You're you you let's say because a lot of people are moving around the country now, and you're in California, and let's say you want to move to Texas, and now you want to rent this apartment, but they won't rent it to you because on your application they did a check, and you you were evicted a couple of times. Yeah. But but you weren't evicted. Right. It's just somebody used your information. They rented an apartment and they didn't pay the rent. And now you have this eviction uh, on your on your report. And the credit card companies have gotten better at it, pretty good at it, I think, because they get hit so often. And I have had, and I know others have had, a text, a phone call from my credit card company saying, an email, is this you? Are you in Texas right now buying this stuff here? Because this looks suspicious. We didn't see you buy any tickets. We didn't see you rent a car or anything here. All of a sudden, somebody's using your name, your credit card in Brazil or right. in uh, Michigan. Exactly. And, and you go, no, that's not me. Thank you for catching that. So they have these little red flags. But you don't have anything that catches you for all that other stuff you're talking about. Somebody's using my credit. How would I even know? How would I know that somebody rented a house in my name or took out a loan in my name or uh, was convicted in my name? I wouldn't know until I got hit with this. I don't think. I don't know how you protect exactly. yourself. And, and and also, think about the time oh. and the resources that it takes to clean this stuff up. First of all, you don't know what to do. Now you're going through the process, and you're making mistakes while you're going through this process. You're probably putting out even more information that you should that you shouldn't be yeah, putting right. out. You know, to to the wrong agencies. I mean, how many times have you called to the, 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 to get a problem solved, and you were talking to the wrong person, and you were giving oh. them all this information? Say, oh no, I'm not the person to talk to. You need to talk to. This person, let me put you on hold. Then all of a sudden, you get you get you get disconnected. Hours go round and round and it's round. A look, and so again, you're taking off time from work. It's hurting productivity. It's based on your employer. You're losing wages. And guess what, Paul? This problem that we're talking about, identity theft. Not only is it is it solvable. But we're talking about less than a dollar a day. Well, that's what I was hoping you're going to give me some solution because all you're doing is scaring me. I just want to turn this whole podcast off and crawl back under the cloudy 
it's a cloudy day and you're making it even cloudier here. So I hope you're going to give me some hope, some ray of sunshine. There are various identity theft programs out there. I'm not going to mention any names, but you know, there's there's some popular. They have they run their television commercials. Yeah, and they'll say what they're going to do, and you know, they'll put a, a a price out there. But again, what you're talking about is anywhere between fifteen and twenty bucks a month to make sure that if some if your identity is compromised, that you have an entity that you can go to that you can call and say, hey, look, my identity has been stolen. Um, but, but I tell you what, full disclosure, there's a company that I use. It's called ID Shield. Yeah, I've heard um, of them. I've, heard I've of them. been with this company for 14 years. Um, I don't have any issues because they're constantly monitoring. Just like me, I'll monitor my accounts. If something pop up, I'm Johnny on the spot to take care of it. It's the same thing with the companies that I use as, as far as monitoring activity on my in, my complete identity. And so I don't have any issues. The other and one I hear about around, is LifeLock. I right, hear and, LifeLock's another one. Whatever. But I use a company called ID Shield. And again, I've been with them over, over, over 15 years. Um, so I don't have these issues. And what I'm trying to explain to people, explain to our audience, and uh, you know, and people that's that that re- that really interested in making sure, because we call it risk management, just making sure that all of their eyes are dotted and their T's across. Start taking a look at some of the things that that you can do, just based on what we're, the information that we're putting out, so that you can say, hey, you know what, maybe I need help in this area. You know, maybe I need to take a look at this. Because this is something that I've been neglecting. And yes, I can spend decades getting myself together financially. And all that hard work can be thrown out of the window. Blink of an eye. In a blink of an eye. I use a a very uh, lesser known, uh, very cheap organization called Duck and Cover. I just duck and cover. That's what I do. That's my whole thing. And it doesn't cost me a, a nickel, so it's very cheap. And uh, as long as I stay out of the way and nobody comes after me, I'm good. But you really, there's there's truth in everything you're saying. Too many of these things we think we can do without until we need them. Like any kinds of insurance, I don't want to have car insurance even, but by God am I glad I have it when somebody hits me, right? But it goes back to economics and inflation. See, because of inflation, like here's the thing. Um, I love inflation. Ah, what? No. Who loves inflation? I want inflation? you to think about something. I'm a, I'm a, we only got a few more minutes, but yeah. I want my audience to think about this. And not, not just me, uh, because it's baked into the system. Inflation causes prices to rise. Yeah. Causes prices to soar. When, when we're talking about hyperinflation, uh, the money is being devalued. So you need more dollars in order to buy the same thing. So it generally makes the prices go What's up. What your last guest was talking about. With the so guy, the what is that guy. doing to the housing market? Going the prices up. of homes. Going up. Drives them up. So what is it doing to your assets that's in your portfolio? It's driving them up. Hmm. It's making them more valuable. So when you go to sell those assets now, you're going to get more money for them. And so the inflation rate, um, people thought that, you know, it will, you know, every every 10 years, I have to really focus on and consider inflation. But now what the numbers are telling us is that, no, you have to make sure that your income 
is increasing by 50% every five years. What? Oh, man, most just of us haven't seen with, it in 50 years. Are just to keep to pace with inflation. And so now, again, the feds, they keep on trying to raise the interest rates just to combat spending, to bring the spending down so that the prices can start coming down. And then once that happens, once those prices start coming down, but the, uh, the, the, the interest rate is so high that the average person is not going to borrow. But the prices are coming down. So who does that make an opportunity for? The wealthy, the rich and the wealthy that have the, the resources to capitalize it. So what I'm telling you, it's a cycle, Paul. It's a cycle. But Rich people wait assets, for things to go down so they can scoop in and scoop them up. Well, it's just like buying on buying, you know, a bargain basement sale. You yeah. know, everything is on clearance. Right. But again, what it does when your assets begins to rise, uh, you have this appearance or this illusion of wealth on your balance sheet. But it also makes you more attractive to identity thieves. Because Back a lot of that. times, again, people people want to brag. They want to brag about what they have and what they you know what they got and and how much they have and and all this other stuff and and that's you know that's another reason why home and home home invasion robberies on the rise right now. That's true too. Well, I got to stop bragging. I know uh, that I know the coach. I know Tyrone French. I'm telling everybody I know the coach. I got a financial coach. I got a wealth coach here. And we're here to help. So what I want what I want my audience to do and and Paul, you know, same thing with you, buddy. Um, go to my website, go to tyronefrench.coach, get this information, start pulling it out. Cause again, it's, even with this, when we first started, um, from then and now the conversation, the conversation and the dialogue is a little bit more intense because you've been doing your homework. Yeah. You've oh, been yeah. doing your research. Amen. You got me thinking I, when I shows over, I go back and I, and, and now I, it's funny, you know, I say to my friends sometimes or my neighbor or something, just something like, what do you, you got any you got any life insurance you got any sort of uh, identity theft protection uh, you know we're, we're st- starting a conversation uh where i find myself bringing up topics i would have never talked about and then most of the time people are kind of interested more interested than i thought they'd be yes no tell me about that i don't i have thought about that do you know anybody about that we're talking about they, issues that we And didn't. if they don't know where to go, send them to tyronefrench.coach. Always do. And again, just like a movie. You know, you go to a movie and you like that movie and you go back and you tell your friends and family and relatives and people within your network, hey, go check out that movie. Well, you're a part of our network now. So send people to closingthewealthgap.net. Send them to tyronefrench.coach so they can get the same information and get the same value that you're getting. Because again, it's really not about us, Paul. We're, we're just, we're passing. We're, we're the messengers. We're observers that are passing through. Yeah, right. It's we're about our generation. It's about our kids and our grandkids. Yeah. So whatever we can secure for them in our generation, in our lifetime, it's going to compound over a period of time where it's going to be more valuable. And our community. Because if our communities fall apart, I, I ask this, I, I, we have number, no, we're at UCI, we have a number of wealthy show hosts and wealthy guests that come in very powerful people and i sometimes think they have the perception i don't care what happens to the rest of the world i got mine and i say you will care when society breaks down when they're breaking through your door when they're coming with pitchforks for what you've got when the sewers won't work anymore i don't care how much money you got when the when the water doesn't flow 
When bad right. things happen, I don't care how much you got. You have to think not only of yourself, but of your community. Because we do live in a, we don't live on an island. So I, you say, I don't care about them, what happens to them. Hmm. Well, if, if, yeah. if they're, the moral reason, if the, if the Christian in you doesn't, or whatever the religion in you doesn't have any feeling for others, think about it as a self interest. If the society sinks, Everybody sinks. Everybody rises. See, this is a national security issue. That's what you say all the time, and I think yes, and it's already happening. You can turn on. I mean, a lot. And again, people Mm -hmm. are the dominant society are really upset when they see these episodes where people are going into CVS or these drugstores, these grocery stores, and they're just piling this stuff in the carts and back, and they're walking out of the store, and it's like, well, wow, you didn't pay for that. You're you're stealing. Well, guess what? They even had to change the laws to whereas, well, if it's under a thousand dollars, it's a misdemeanor. Yeah. No. Why? Because they they don't want all these people in jail right now. Mm-mm. No, it's scary. If society, you know, we we think, well, that's a long way off. But I've seen already things that in the last few years in politics. I won't go into them, but in politics, in economics, in um, the way we look at each other the whole covid thing and right. you know and and whether we believe stuff or don't believe stuff whether we care about it, whether helping other people or not uh, I, all of these keep exposing the fact that there's more and more people saying it's I'm just in it for me and if everybody takes that mentality we're going to be in trouble we're not going to invest in infrastructure we're not going to fix the problems in the system sooner or later all these things can come back to roost fall we might well, I tell you what later I'm going to I'm going to say this and then we're going to wind down yes. the show um, there's a lot of billionaires and a lot of multi-millionaires that are really starting to get it, and they're not leaving the money to their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to leave enough of their for them to be well off, but they're leaving that money back to society now. Exactly, reinvesting, they're giving it back. And so this is this time that we're going through right now is one of the largest transfers of wealth in the history of this nation. That's true. You see Bill Gates and the, and this, and Warren Buffett and these guys, or whatever they call that, the give back pledge. Um, uh, um, a job's wife, who after the divorce uh, got, I don't know, I'm gonna build 50 billion, 20 billion, 30 billion or something. And she's determined she's gonna give like 80% of it away in her lifetime here. That's a lot of money. Because uh, you get to a certain point where it's just money. People realize it's just a tool. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, you hear a lot of people say that well money is not everything and money money can't buy happiness but it's the people that have it yeah (laughs) that'll say those things because they they get to the point where they they realize it's fulfillment comes from within right doesn't come from without right so if you can literally take your resources and help somebody provide a service um that's where your fulfillment comes from that's where your happiness comes from and that's what a lot of billionaires and billionaires are really starting to understand that, you know, um, because greed kills. Greed, greed is not good. I see it in people like you, and my hat's off to you here, because you don't have to do this show. It's a lot of time, effort, expense to do all these things and produce it. There's a team behind you that pushes this stuff out and edits it and everything. You know, there's, a, there's an effort that goes, you don't just show up to do this. Right. You don't have to do this. Um, and, and maybe I'm sure there's some side benefit. People know you and maybe you sell more stuff. But I don't get that that's your main motivation for doing this. It's let really me, a kind of a, a give back program. I'll give you a secret to the inside track of Tyrone French. Okay. I love what I do. 
and I do what I love. Mm. I repeat that to myself over and over and over again. And if I love what I do and I do what I love. And so I find myself doing what I love and loving what I do because I'm focused on that. Yeah. Well, you set a good example and you give us good information. And damn it, you get me thinking. And I don't want to think. I want to just live in the ignorance is bliss. I don't want to think about these things. I got too many other scary things. I just want them. We're all like little kids or ostriches. We want to stick our head in the sand. Ah, It's not going to happen to me. I don't have to, or I can't do that. Why am I even trying all this negativity? You're always saying, just tune into a different frequency. Tune into a different frequency. Keep coming back to Closing the Wealth Gap. Tune in to closingthewealthgap.net. Check out tyronefrench.coach. Uh, you can email me at, at Tyrone at TyroneFrench.com. We, it's Tyrone French. Tyrone at TyroneFrench.com. And you will tap into this resource. Yeah. A Keep network. A network. All right. Thank you for networking with us here today. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today right here on The Wealth Gap. That's our show for this week. Closing The Wealth Gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future. Right here in North County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net.